Well, welcome to Listening Prayer. It is Wednesday, the 1st of March, 2023. It's amazing that we have been through summer and we're now into autumn, a new season. So, Father, as we come to you this morning and are intentional about meeting with you, we pray for even a new and fresh encounter with you today, God. Yeah, speak to us, Lord, as we seek to spend time in your presence and hear from you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the passage today is, uh, I, I want to start a bit of a short series on just different people in the Bible who had encounters with God. So we'll look at Moses and then we'll go look at Samuel and then Ezra and Jesus and David. So Exodus 3, 1 to 7, Moses in the burning bush. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jephro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I'd go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw the that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you're standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. Hmm. We know that it goes on from there, but that's just the initial encounter that Moses had with God. Okay, let's... um. Morning, Fiona. Let's go into the time of listening to worship. This morning, it's All Hail King Jesus by Jeremy Riddle. They made for sinners 
that there this morning all hail king jesus all hail the savior of the world morning carol fiona and jackie um see today i put a question there where is your garden and and i'm probably thinking you're probably thinking what's that about but i heard brian heasley from the 24 7 prayer on sunday night and he talked about where is the place of your encounter with god like you think about um, Adam and Eve used to encounter God in the cool of the evening. And even in this passage with Moses, um, there was a place of encounter with him. So I just want you to amuse with God. Is there a place that you want me to encounter you? It may be like, I don't know, maybe he's calling you to go for a walk on the beach or or whatever. Or maybe it's it's where is that place that you sit every day to to spend that time with him? You know, just allow God to muse with you about that this morning. Okay, so we'll go into our 20 minutes of silence and uh, we'll come back just after 6.31 uh, and we'll go from there. So we'll see you soon. Thanks, Wes. Um, very interesting passage. Isn't it interesting when you read something that you think you know so much about? <laughs> um, I think what really struck me first was the fact that he was a shepherd, which in those days was not a big, uh, not a high polluting job, and that he was led into the desert. I thought, now that's really interesting because that's exactly what God did with him with the Israelites. They went through the desert. I thought, wow, that's amazing. So that was quite interesting. And so that made me start thinking, to seek you, you don't necessarily have to be in a certain place to have that relationship with you. And so I've just, the Lord just said early in the morning, because this is what I normally do early in the morning, as you seek my face, I am here. Take time aside and intently look for me and seek me expectantly. Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Set aside special times to be overwhelmed by my creation and meet me there. 
And then it just reminded me of Hebrews 11.6, that if we have faith in him, he will, and, and we earnestly seek him, he will reward me. And that reward is my relationship with him. Mm. So this is really where I've been at. I've been wanting to seek, I've been seeking the Lord and trying to really go deeper with him. So that's, yeah, that was encouraging. <laughs> it's very good, very, very good. Carol, let's go to you. Yeah, unmute. Um, yeah, I was a bit all over the place, but um, I, yeah, I like, like Verity. I, um, I seek Him in the morning, um, and I seek Him in my bedroom. Um, I just know that he is with me and um, that he wants to encourage me. He's very good to you, Carol, isn't he? The way he speaks to you, he, he just pours his love out on you. Yeah. So good to see. <laughs> and despite, like, it's, it, it doesn't matter what's going on or where you're at, he just says, I love you, my child. It's um, it's great. That's good. Thank you, Julie. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, uh, this encounter with God introduced Moses to a bunch of things which would later be part of his life. Fire in a strange place that doesn't burn anything up, holy ground, and a boundary over which people and animals were not to step being face-to-face with God, leading a flock in the desert of Sinai, uh, a God not to be mistaken that connected Moses to the people of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the I am that Moses would be sharing with his people. And then second to that, God's concern for his people He was very much aware of their sorrow, suffering, and trial at the hands of their taskmasters and oppressors. God sees their reflection and hears their cry. Do I see and hear what God is uh, with God, the suffering of enslaved souls? Mm -hmm. It's a real invitation there, isn't it, Julie? Do, do I see what God sees? Do I hear what God hears? Do I work with him and then work together to see that? Because And the place of encounter brings about a lot of change, doesn't it? Yeah, and just, just reading those seven verses, I mean, there's so many things that Moses, you know, was introduced to that, he, that were later in what God was doing with him. So. I guess the question then is, yeah, um, yeah, what, you know, what are the things that God has already shown me that are important for now? And we'll set the pattern for the rest of your life. Hmm. Uh, it's, um, oh, man, I love this. <laughs> it's really good to see different things God brings out to different ones. Trevor, let's go up to you. 
disappeared. Maybe not. Shani, let's go to you. We're waiting for Trevor. questions where is my garden lord um yeah so our garden is in your heart those heartbeat of yours is where i am our garden is where when you felt those tough of war conflict within you knowing that light and dark cannot be together and i want you to stand up for yourself speak up don't let the weed of the world occupy our garden you are a different garden with the world garden. Garden that beautiful and strong in me. Garden that lots of cleanup of mess and pruning daily to be more fruitful. Garden that always flourishes towards me. Garden that always looking up towards the sun. The S-O-N, not S-U-N. I think it's like a play word uh, for me. Uh, garden that fruitful of love, peace, joy, and hope like no other. I'm not scared of my messiness of my garden. Every day, I'm looking forward to show you what you're capable of, what you can do with me. A communion garden and a community garden. When you grow deep in root in me and you benefit yourself and bless others also. A win-win garden in me. Guard our garden with all your heart, my sweet child. Kill the weed with my word. And spoke to you and live by what I say. Gardens that beauty and love never end and can run around freely without fears and doubt. Love. Well, Shani, God kind of really turned that around, did he? It's like okay, where's your garden? He said, well, actually, you are my garden, and I don't care what state you're in. I want to come to you. I want to work with you. Yeah, I will prune you. I will do all those things, but spend time with me, and let's work on this together. Yeah. You got a bit touched by God through that, didn't you? <laughs> oh, that's really good. Thanks, Shani. Love it. Fiona. Morning, everybody. Uh, this was a bit of a curveball for me, Wes. <laughs> I was okay. Like, that's, 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 well, I'm sure it was for Moses too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, I am fairly sure he was a bit more surprised than I was. But I was like, <laughs> God, what have you got? Because I, I, I'm all at sea here, and we're supposed to be in gardens. So, um, yeah. Um, for me, I started writing down uh, things that were really starting to. Um, come out after I'd read it I literally needed to read this seven times and then things started to come out so but for me it was all about intentionality so God appeared to him and he said so he looked then he said what he was going to do God saw that he turned aside and had a change of direction it was uh, quite interesting that he hid his face because he was afraid to look upon God. So that drew me into then thinking about relationship. And this relationship, interestingly, was later restored because Moses then turned and sought God's face in the desert and begged God to go with them. But as Moses turned aside, listened and obeyed, God revealed himself to him more fully. 
So interestingly to me, with his mouth, he changed direction. He said, I will turn aside. And I'm thinking how powerful that is with our our words also changing our direction. Um, Then I started to get more of a download. God said, take the lesson. Don't hide from me. I see all and I'm looking for you. And I set opportunities before you. Keep turning aside. Be interruptible. I am wooing you throughout the day. Let your heart's cry be to have that sacred space with me. I long for you to receive my thoughts and my plans and my goodness. I long for you to truly know my ways. Keep turning aside. Use your whole body to turn aside. Strain to hear me. I will be found. I am always here. I know what next steps need to be taken and I know your heart. Turn aside to focus on me. You know, what amazes me about what you said is, um, have you noticed that over the last few weeks, God has had us look at all the verbs about what God is doing? And so it's interesting that today he's picked up all the verbs of what Moses is doing, that, that there's times when we come to God and God just takes care of it. But there's other times when we need to be intentional. I love the way you put to be intentional about our encounter with God. We need to, like Moses did hide his face. Like he was very, yeah, it's it's a whole mixture of stuff here because he was intentional about going to the burning bush. He was intentional about doing stuff, but it was intentional about hiding his face. But then that all turned as well. The other thing that you said was be interruptible. <laughs> How many of us are not interruptible by God? Like we've got our agenda. No, God, this is where we're going. This is where we're heading. This is what. You know, and and but when we allow ourselves to be interruptible, what can happen? Yeah, I I say that because he was just he just because I was asking him about okay, God, I asked him, is there anything else? And he says, I want you to take a day for retreat. And I'm thinking, oh, that means I've got to rearrange. Like, (laughs) there's a lot I need to rearrange for that to happen. But he said, like, well, are you serious or not? You know, you can do this. Um, yeah. Thank you. So it's very confirming for me. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, that's, that's very good. Um, Jackie, let's uh, go to you. Morning, everyone. Um, yeah, interesting passage. When you said, where is your garden? Um, I was given a prophetic word two weeks ago um, by... A visiting prophet from America and he said um and he talked about the garden so I'll just start with that and then I'll share what I got out of the passage and the word was um you're going to find altitude again because you've been so busy serving other men so busy not in a bad way serve them you've loved them helped them bear great fruit kept their garden clean God says I'm about to keep your garden clean in other words God is going to start ministering to you You have stewarded well, but God says now you're coming to a season where you have to steward you well. So that's the context that I had. And then looking at the passage, you know, in verse one, he, Moses was tending to the flock of Jethro, to someone else's garden or call. And it was a father figure, which is interesting. Um, So he was, I feel he was tending to someone else's garden or vision, if you like. (laughs) 
Um, and then the angel of the Lord came and, you know, when it talked about flames of fire, I was thinking of, you know, how God is spoken of, or the angels are spoken as the burning ones. And it's interesting. And then out of that comes the call of God to him as an individual. And then he calls him by name. So it's to do with, I feel, identity. And I was thinking if, if we changed the name of Moses to our name and we put ourselves in this encounter, it changes the context of it. And then God then says, I'm the God of your father. And I'm thinking, you know, Moses would have had trouble with all of those issues being adopted. Um, so it seems there's this pattern of fathering and identity. And so he's establishing his, Moses' identity and who he is. And then, of course, he gives them, a, he calls him to do something, you know, gives him a vision and then gives him a vision, but also gives Moses a voice. Um, and so uh, the thought that I had was, you know, the garden is a place of cultivation. It's a place of cultivation of the relationship with the father, the son, you know, the identity, the call. And the sense of whatever happens in the garden also then can impact the world because that relationship that he had with God then became this huge impact and delivery deliverance of a nation um and yeah so I guess that was reading all my thoughts like <laughs> just just I guess taking that passage and putting our own names in that passage and it just makes it come alive and you know, what is God calling us to in our garden um you know and uh, maybe it's a season, I don't, maybe it's not just for me, this word. So maybe there's others here on this call that, you know, God is actually saying to you, what is the call on your life? Because God said, the word this guy said, that you've been procrastinating on writing a book. And I'm like, you know, you just feel like you're too busy doing other things for other people serving. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's the season, right? Anyway, that's my thoughts. Thanks, Jackie. I um because I, I need to confess something to you. <clears throat> when when I was last night when I was just saying, okay, God, because I had the passage a couple of days ago for today, and when I was thinking, what's the question? And he said, Where's your garden? I was I was thinking that's a really weird question to ask God. <laughs> but but as I sit here now, I'm blown away by the response that God has given each one of you and me. It just about how, yeah, and how he sees more than what we see. I mean, Jackie, and how that fits in with your prophetic word, I dare say, you know, that's a, that's a, Moses had a dramatic change after he had this encounter with God sounds like there's a dramatic change coming and i know we've spoken about some stuff yeah. But, yeah. um but it's 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 also like this moses the um the anointing on moses life was always to set his people free he tried to do it his own way to start with and now here we are 40 years down the track and god says okay it's time to do it it's time to release that destiny you know and uh, and he called him out and like I even think, he, like as I was looking at that, you know, he was on the far side of the wilderness. I think he went as far away from his family as he could. It's like he's like, you know, and you, you do wonder what was going through Moses' brain like all those years, the knowing the call. What do I do? 
But then that one encounter with God changed it. And uh, But boy, he had to make some decisions after this, didn't he? But he had that encounter with God to move forward. And, and in his strength, right? So what I'm hearing you say is perhaps, you know, in the past I've tried to do things in my own strength. You know, yeah. <laughs> the timing wasn't right. Yeah. But yet God used or God uses all that. You know, the stuff that God would have taught him in the desert in that time, he would have put into practice when he took the people through the promised land. You know, like it's not wasted. Yeah. You know, we look at it as wasted, but it's not. You know, God uses all that um to move forward so yeah so it's that's really encouraging so thank you oh trevor i just want to give it did you want to have a chat or no yes i don't know what happened last time but anyway <laughs> it's okay <laughs> these things happen Oh, Trevor, you're muted again. Hang on. Don't worry. Don't worry? You sure? Yeah, don't worry. No worries. Okay. Well, let's, let's pray. <laughs> God, you're speaking to us this morning, and we thank you for that. We honor you for that. Lord, no encounter with you is a mini encounter. <laughs> Every encounter with you brings about change. And Lord, you've challenged us this morning about some changes that need to be made and come into place. Father, I pray that would be people who allow you to interrupt us. Lord, but it would also be people who act on what you have for us. So guide us, lead us, direct us empower us father lord i pray that today as we ponder these words more that you would take us on Lord, because it's not just about us it's about the people that you've called us to minister to to hear their cry and hear the answer and to be the answer to be your god with skin on with them as well thank you father jesus name amen Amen.